0: This is The Jerry Callahan Show.
1: We're going to talk some sports today. We're going to talk baseball. I'm excited. I used to have to do this every day. I don't do it often, but we got some big news in Major League Baseball. It is happening. They are. The the peasants are rising up and revolting against the wokeness in Major League Baseball, particularly the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers plan. To honor a bunch of freaks who mock Catholicism, who dress as bizarro nuns and also as Jesus and Mary. Uh, if you haven't seen the video, maybe we can get that. Well, we'll get to that. The video of the guy on the cross mocking Jesus while another freak lap dances in his face gives him a gives him a lap dance while the guy's being uh, crucified. It's quite a show. The Dodgers aren't just honoring them. If you haven't been paying attention. They are honoring them as heroes. They're calling them community heroes, these absolute degenerates who dress as freaky nuns. And by the way, since last we've talked about them, we learned about one of their loyal members of the cast, Sam Brinton, the luggage thief, the non-binary luggage thief, is a uh, member of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. He dresses up, paints his face, mocks Catholicism, those are the people Major League Baseball has decided to honor this Pride Month, which begins tomorrow, and it's going to be more obnoxious than ever. And I said last week, some of the players, they have to step up, they have to uh, speak out, and they are. And it's just begun. We've got at least uh, three players who have spoken out against this. One of them's already apologized. We'll get to that. It's really pathetic. It's pathetic what the team's what the teams are trying to get the players to do. They're either trying to get them to just you know, shut up and go along. Good Catholic guys who look at this and they're repulsed, and the league's the league, the teams, expect them to just go along. It's really pathetic what they're doing here. We'll get to all that. I think we have to start today with a congratulations, a big congratulations to Al Pacino, one of my favorites. Uh, I've had this debate before. Who has a better resume, Pacino or De Niro? I love yeah. them both. No, but uh, I'm going to give Pacino the edge. Just for uh, I mean, they both have such great re- resumes. But Pacino was uh, Tony Montana. That's a good one. He was Michael Corleone. He was great in Heat. He was great in *Scent of a Woman*. And *Don't Sleep on Dog Day Afternoon*. I'm going to give him the edge over De Niro and. Uh, Although they're both nuts in their old age, Pacino's 83 years old and expecting his fourth child. He will be 101 when the when the kid graduates from high school, which will be nice. Um, his wife, a girlfriend, whatever she is, who's pretty hot. Mick Jagger's former girlfriend. (laughs) I don't know. Would you? Would you? Would you sleep with Mick Jagger's former girlfriend? I guess you're 83. What the hell? You got to lose. You get a few STDs. Who cares? Say if you like being itchy, go for it. Uh, But uh, he's she's 29. He's 83. That is kind of perverse. If you ask (laughs) me, Uh, why would an 83 year old want a baby? (laughs) I would say. I mean, he's got. Doesn't he have great? He has three other kids. Doesn't he have grandchildren? Doesn't he have things to do? I mean, that's a lot of. Well, I don't say a lot of work, but that that changes your life when you have a baby. Even if you're 83, even if you're Al Pacino, I guess you know it's what the little woman wanted, and uh, now she can uh, probably lay claim to some of his fortune when he passes on. But uh, congratulations to Tony Montana having another baby. I didn't even. Can I be honest with you? I'm no biologist. I didn't even know you could do that at eighty-three. You know, I—I I didn't even know, you know, physically, um, bio- biologically, you were capable of reproducing at the age of eighty-three. I mean, ah. that's past the median age of of life. I mean, most eighty-three-year-olds uh, or people born when uh, Pacino was born in nineteen forty are no longer with us, and he's out there procreating. Um, you think he'll ch- you think he'll change a lot of diapers? You think he'll uh, you know go to a lot of school plays or uh, take the kid take the kid to father daughter dances? If it's a girl, <laughs> I'm not even sure. Do they do they announce if it was a boy or a girl?
0: They have I have uh, not seen yet.
1: Expecting this from uh, Outkick, the legendary Hollywood actor um, is expecting a baby with his 29 year old girlfriend Nor Alphala Nor Alphala. Yeah, she put po- she posted uh, a big happy birthday thing to him on um, Instagram uh, last month when he turned when he turned eighty three. Do you think if you're an eighty three year old and you were a hot twenty nine year old, do you think she think do you think she loves you? Do you look in her eyes and think, wow, she really digs me? <laughs> not,
0: when, not when she's going from Mick Jagger to you. I'd say there's motive.
1: Uh, well, there, he, Mick's what eighty? I mean, Alphala. Uh, is expecting any day now. She's eight months pregnant. Uh, she uh, she posted, I'm trying to see if she posts on Instagram, you know, the the uh, whatever, where if it's a boy or girl, I can't see. She is best known for her work as a film producer under Sony subsidiary Linda Ops Productions. She previously previously dated Mick Jagger. Um, they rank, this is a Outkick at the end of the story. They rank his five best movies. Number one, Heat. That's ridiculous. Number ah. two, Godfather 2, Dog Day Afternoon, Godfather Serpico, Scent of a Woman. You don't have Scarface on the list? I'm sorry. Godfather's uh, like the best you know,
0: movie ever. How's that not number one?
1: Godfather Part 2 uh, is great. I wouldn't, gr- gr- I wouldn't blame him putting that number one. But uh, I like one better. That's a damn good resume. I like two better. I like I like them both. I shouldn't say it. I like two. But he is just, he just takes over Godfather Part 2. Uh, and uh, I don't know if he's still, I mean, he's still working. Isn't he still out there making movies? Ooh, uh, but maybe he'll take the little baby. He'll take his little baby with him to the set. Ooh, That'll wow. be good. But congratulations to uh, Al Pacino. Uh, that's... That's my, Im- that's my imitation of John Travolta in um, Night Fever. You know John Travolta in Night Fever when he's the disco dancer and he poses in front of his mirror and goes Al Pacino, <laughs> pretends he's Al Pacino. I don't know why that sticks in my head. All right, we got that. We got to get to. We got to get to baseball. Some good baseball talk today. My old play. My old employer would would uh, would love this. We're going to talk baseball today. Oh, and we have Donald Trump. Who demands loyalty? Let's keep this, get this straight. If you're if you're in Trump's orbit, he demands loyalty above all else. That's why he hates Ron DeSantis. He said he's been disloyal. There's a number of former Trumpers who have uh, bailed and gone to the DeSantis camp. He hates them because they've been disloyal. Donald Trump took to two social to attack Kaylee McEnany, the most loyal Trumpkin of them all, the one who fought for him daily in front of a hostile press corps, one who has been on Fox News defending Trump daily. She slipped up yesterday. She she read a poll. I think it was an Iowa poll. We can get to it. And uh, I think she did it accurately. And even if she didn't, so what? She's always defending Trump. She doesn't to you know, attack Desantis. She's a TV host now. She hosts uh, the the noontime show on Fox, and she's doing. I think she's doing uh, Tucker's old slot this week, and she's a TV person now. And she's reporting the news and analyzing the news, and she mentions a poll that Trump didn't didn't like. So he attacks Kaylee freaking McEnany. There is no loyalty in the Trump camp. If you don't devote yourself one hundred percent to Donald Trump, then you are a bad guy. We'll get to that. It's disgusting. And uh and uh we got uh, we'll introduce you to a Disney princess <laughs> down, in, down in Disney World. <laughs> if you're thinking about taking your young daughter, my young daughter would love that. I don't think we went there. I don't remember going there. She was very into princesses uh and uh, we'll we'll show you why Ron DeSantis decided to take on Disney why, what Disney is doing to your children. I'll just give you a hint. The Disney princess who is giving tours of Little Princess Room to little five-year-old girls, his name's Nick. <laughs> his name is Nick. He fits into that dress about the way you would, Ironhead. <laughs> it. It's uh, I, it, just quick question. I asked this the other day, and we had that, uh, that North Face transgendered guy who was... Uh, the, the new face of North Face: mm-hmm. If you're a transgender, is it asking too much if you're trying to be a woman, pretending to be a woman? Is it asking too much to shave? <laughs> is there a point where you say, "I really want to go all in on this?" I think there's a reason they will grow the mustache or the beard or whatever, and then wear the dress. It's because they want to freak people out. They want to make people uncomfortable, including five-year-old girls. We'll get to that. It's so disturbing, and we'll get to all the heroes and villains in baseball, it is happening. It is going, it's going down. They are fighting back. They're rising up and it is glorious. We'll do that and lots more, but first, all right, here's what you got to do this Father's Day. Go to MyPillow.com. Use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98, is only $19.98 with code word Jerry. MyPillow is made in the USA. comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine-washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on, and it's that great Father's Day gift. Get it now. Support this show and strike back against cancel culture. As you know, MyPillow isn't available in the big box stores, so you get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. And if uh, he's already got a pillow, he's a better idea. Half off slippers. They have the best slippers in the world. That's what I want for this father's day. My pillow slippers. Just go to mypillow.com, Use pro promo code. Jerry. it was happening fast and furious, furiously yesterday. As we told you last week, the LA Dodgers made perhaps the most shameful, the most, the most pathetic decision a major league baseball team has ever made. Last year, during Pride Month at Boston Red Sox, the wokest team in professional sports, the team that had the longest, biggest, widest Black Lives Matter sign of anybody, 284 feet. And they were very proud of that. They liked supporting Marxist organizations, uh, scams that uh, want to destroy capitalism and defund the police. thats They were all in on uh, Black Lives Matter. Well, the Dodgers won up. The, the Red Sox last year had a couple of drag queens come on the field for the first pitch and, you know, prance around and turtle boy did the deep dive. And we learned these guys were absolute freaks, but they were uh, transgender, I guess. Um, so the Red Sox honored them this year. The Dodgers won up them and they are planning to honor the perpetuals, the um, sisters of perpetual indulgence. Uh, we introduced you to them last week. They, they dress as nuns. They paint their faces. They dress as bizarro, freaky nuns and they mock Catholicism. They also have a Jesus character and a Mary character. They mock Jesus and Mary. Here we have the video. If you haven't seen it yet, if you just do it on the, I, I suggest you Google it. They have a guy hanging on a cross pretending to be Jesus and they have some total freak. Uh, would you call that a pole dance? It's a, It's a a crucifix dance, yeah. A crucifix dance. He's doing like a pole dance on the crucifix and shoving his crotch in the face of Jesus. Those guys are being honored by the Los Angeles Dodgers. Tommy Lasorda is rolling in his grave. Sandy Koufax, a devout Jew who took Yom Kippur, Kippur off famously, didn't play, didn't work on Holy Days that guy very decent guy still with us he's still with us i believe check and see if <laughs> he's old but he's a very dignified man i'd love to hear him speak about this but a number of other pitchers have spoken out and we have a real a real issue in major league baseball right now because it's still a couple of weeks away and the first guy or the first couple of guys those are the ones who, who have real courage that takes real courage in this day and age in 2023 to be a major league pitcher and speak out against this garbage, against this absolute filth takes guts because you know, the media is going to come after you, the league, the teams, uh, the corporations, the whole woke industrial complex is going to come for you. It started with Clayton Kershaw who has real cachet. Let's be honest. He's, legendary already, former MVP, uh, a lock Hall of Famer, who's made more than $300 million in his career, a legend in, in L.A. They negotiated. Uh, Sandy Koufax is alive. He's 87. I would love to hear, if he's still lucid, love to hear what Sandy Koufax thinks of these fellas. But Clayton Kershaw spoke out. He's a devout Catholic. He's got Bible verses in his bios. and. Um, but he made a deal, and uh, I have mixed feelings about this. He, he sat down apparently with the Dodgers, with ownership, I don't know, with management, and they agreed. He said he, he was very careful with what he said. He said his only problem, let me get his statement up here. Uh, he said his problem is with anybody making fun of religion. He says, quote, this has nothing to do with, With the LGBTQ community or pride or anything like that," uh, said Kershaw, who held a players-only meeting before the game Monday this week. He says, "quote This is simply a group that was making fun of a religion, and I don't agree with that." Okay, he says that. So they meet, they decide. Here's the deal they make with uh, uh, Clayton Kershaw. They're going to do a Christian faith and family day later in the season. So, this is balance to them. You have Christian families come to the ballpark in July. I think it's July 30th. That's balancing out a bunch of freaks who pretend to be nuns, Jesus, and Mary, and mock Catholicism. That's to the Dodgers, that's balance. And uh, apparently, there are 4 million Catholics in the LA area in the fan base of the Dodgers and there's real unrest against the team. I give Kershaw credit. At least he spoke out. At least he got something done. And, uh, you know, the, the Dodgers aren't canceling this. They already canceled it once. And then they re reinvited the degenerate freaks back uh, again. And they made a groveling statement complete with the pride flag and everything else. They called these, these low lifes heroes and invited them back. So they can't disinvite him again. They're in. So Kershaw, he's apparently satisfied for the moment because he got his Christian family night. And uh, so he still has to sit there and watch these people on his field before a game on June 16th. Fine. Eh, You know, I guess I'll give him some credit, but not as much as I give um, Trevor Williams – and uh, Blake Trinan. We, got, we have three more players. They're all pitchers, by the way. Um, and we'll get to Blue Jays pitcher, Anthony Bass, in, who, who made a video, and it's just one of the most embarrassing, pathetic things you'll ever see. But I think I got the order right. Nationals pitcher, Trevor Williams, he was the next one, correct, who um, spoke out after Kershaw. This is from the New York Post yesterday. Uh, last night uh, it, they write another pitcher has joined the ranks of those upset by the Dodgers handling of pride night nationals right-hander Trevor Williams voiced his displeasure of the Dodgers reinvitation to the sisters of perpetual indulgence, a queer and trans group that uses religious imagery and mocks Catholicism to call attention to sexual intolerance. <laughs> this is the New York post. Nobody else will say, uh, that they mock Catholicism. They won't even say that. They'll say a charitable community group, uh, a pro LBGT group. Uh, the group was initially invited and then uninvited and then re-invited. Williams took to Twitter where he wrote, uh, he was deeply troubled by the LA Dodgers decision to honor the group. He didn't just say that. We have this tw- uh, the uh, statement up on the screen. It's uh, eight paragraphs and it's really well done. Um, by, you know, a, a journeyman pitcher, just just a guy who's who's Catholic and he's pissed. He writes, As a devout Catholic, I'm deeply troubled by the Dodgers' decision to reinvite and honor the group, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, at Pride Night this year. Major League Baseball Game is a place where people from all walks of life should feel welcome. Something I greatly respect and support this is the purpose of different theme nights hosted by the organization, including pride night to invite and honor a group that makes a blatant and deeply offensive mockery of my religion and the religion of over 4 million people in Los Angeles County alone undermines the value of respect and inclusivity that should be upheld by the organization. Okay. Anybody want to have a, a object to anything he said is anything he said, not common sense. I mean, it's just, it, it, they're, they're mocking Catholics and you could say, you know, whatever, maybe you hate Catholics, but you couldn't do this to to Muslims or Jews or you couldn't mock gay, the, the religion, the, the, the LBGTQ religion. That's for sure. Um, and the statement goes on, it's really well done. And I think I think uh, he deserves a lot of credit. This takes guts. He is going to get savaged, I predict today by let me see uh, Jamel Hill, probably right for the Atlantic. Nobody will read it, but Deadspin, they're probably all working on a series to destroy this guy's life. Um, you can bet the New York Times. Uh, there'll be some ESPN will have a whole slew of shows. Most people will be talking about what a bigot he is because he's Catholic and doesn't want guys mocking Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, it's, it's really good. It's a long statement. I suggest you read it. This guy's got guts and I'll tell you who else has guts. Let's get to, uh, and these guy's are journeymen. again, Kershaw is Kershaw. Nothing's going to happen to him. You know, nothing's, there's no blowback on Kershaw. He's a legend. He's, uh, these guys, Trevor Williams is the ultimate journeyman. I was looking at his bio. There's a few guys who are just, just let me get uh, Trevor Williams up here. Oh no, that's uh, Anthony Bass. I'm sorry, Anthony Bass from the Blue Jays. We'll get to him. He's been cut like seven or eight times. He's played for seven teams, I think, and he's only made 10 million bucks. Kershaw makes that, like, per month. <laughs> and this, this guy, it takes real guts to be a journeyman, to be a fringe player, and speak out not just against a team, or your team in some cases, but against the woke mob, against the media, against these dark forces. Again, there's nobody more vicious. No, no mob is more vicious, relentless, ruthless than the trans mob and they have all the power they're one, one whatever point oh one percent of the public and they have all the power they will destroy you uh if you step out of line they will try to disturb destroy trevor williams he is uh he's 31 years old and he's uh played for the c pittsburgh chicago the mets and now the nationals Wow. Career 40 and 47, uh, pitcher one save. So that's the kind of guy that takes real guts when you're that kind of guy. And, and then these other guys, uh, Anthony Bass, same thing, same thing. Uh, but, uh, let's get to Blake. I want to make sure we give every one of these uh, heroes t- plenty of time. I want, I'm just trying to keep them straight. Uh, Dodgers pitcher. This guy is a Dodger and he's not Clayton Kershaw. He is Blake Trinan. Do you know anything about Blake Trinan Ironhead? I do not. I do not either. Um, I, I used to my, my uh, old days probably would have known all about him, but uh, don't really care. Certainly don't care about the Dodgers. Blake Trinan is 34 years old. Um He's played for uh, the Nationals, the A's, and now the Dodgers. Uh, nine years. He's 36 31, zero saves. Uh, again, another journeyman, another guy where it takes guts to speak out, as especially, oh, I shouldn't say, uh, uh, to speak out, especially when you're a Dodger. And he's made, let's see, in his career, he's made $44 million. So he's made a few bucks, but he's 34. Oh, I'm sorry. He's third 35. He's, uh, he's uh, making 8 million this year. And he's taking a chance. This is from the daily wire. Christian baseball players are finally speaking out against the Dodgers. uh, Monday night. Um, uh, On on Monday night, Trevor Williams spoke out and then shortly thereafter. And again, the, the second guy is easier. It's easier. And the third, it's getting easier for these guys, but still they're taking a chance. Dodgers pitcher Blake Trinan issued a statement blasting his team and employer. I am dis- I am disappointed to see the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence being honored as heroes at Dodgers Stadium. Many of their performance are blasphemous, and their work only displays hate and mockery of Christians, of Catholics and and the Christian faith. This is a Dodgers pitcher talking about the Dodgers this takes balls. He understands. He says, I understand that playing baseball is a privilege, not a right. My convictions in Jesus will always come first. Since I've been with the Dodgers, they've been at the forefront of supporting a wide variety of groups. However, inviting the sisters of perpetual indulgence to perform disenfranchises a large community and promotes hate of Christians and people of faith. Um, That, He struggles a little bit with the apostrophe game. His apostrophe game is weak. He puts apostrophes like on every word. It's not, it's not the greatest, (laughs) the best written thing, which makes it, you know, more real. I mean, he's a baseball player. He says, uh, I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross. I believe the word of God is true. Um, He is, he is all in, all in on this. He, he, Issued this statement last night. We'll find out, I guess, you know what what the repercussions will be. But he's not alone. He's not alone at all. You go Trevor Williams from the. uh, I give him a lot of credit, but he's with the Nationals, not the Dodgers. Then you got this Dodger player, uh, Blake Trinan, speaking out again. A guy could get cut tomorrow if he pisses off, you know, management, ownership. But he's not afraid. They're going to put these freaks on the field. There's no doubt about it. On June 16th, these guys are supposed to do what? Stay up in the clubhouse, go out into the bullpen? What do you do if you're a Dodgers pitcher and your own employer, your own team is mocking Jesus Christ in front of you and you're a devout Catholic or you're not even a devout, you're a Christian. Well, you're just a decent person. The Dodgers should be ashamed of themselves. They are just the biggest cowards in sports. They, they bowed to pressure from a bunch of grown men who wear nuns, what do they call them, habits, nuns' outfits, paint their faces, uh, lap dance in Jesus Christ's face. That's what they're doing. Those guys are heroes, community heroes on June 16th. And the players... Are being forced to sit and watch it, or tolerate it? It's just disgusting. How far away? What are they going to do next year? These these freaks going to take their clothes off and start you know performing in front of the crowd, in front of the players. Uh, but those are the those are the, the heroes today. Let me see if I get it straight. I'll, I'll throw Kershaw in there. Kershaw, Trent Williams, and now Blake and I give Blake Trinan the most credit. He is a Dodger player. He's not a great player. Doesn't have a lot of job security, unlike Kershaw. And he goes all in on uh, on challenging his own franchise for what they're doing here. Truly, truly takes courage. And he will face. We we haven't the 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 blowback hasn't begun. Probably as we speak, Deadspin is posting something, or ESPN is planning their show uh, around the horn, or whatever CPI or PTI. And they'll all sit there and say, what a bigot. Why does it bother you just because a guy sticks his crotch in Jesus's face on the cross? Why do you get so upset, you bigot? Why can't you mind your own business? We'll get to, uh, we got to get to why this is so offensive. Again, you know, Pride Night, if they just did Pride Night and they had the rainbow flag and they even had patches and they had they honored some prominent you know, gay guy or gay woman or put to a whoever, uh, you know, Brittany Griner, throw her out there, or Ellen DeGeneres, these guys wouldn't care. I mean, they might find it a little, you know, they might not want to go you know, enthusiastically support it. Maybe some of them say, I don't want to patch. But this is, this is so far beyond that. This is so offensive to any decent person. It's amazing that someone in the Dodgers thought, we could do this, the players will support it, and, and it'll, it'll be all good. It'll be all good. Let's get to, to men. I, I, I can't say enough bad things about the Dodgers. They are a disgrace to Major League Baseball, to professional sport, to the Dodge, to this country. The Dodgers should be ashamed. But today, I find what the Blue Jays did even more disgusting. And there's uh, a lot of people attacking Blue Jays reliever Anthony Bass. And I understand Anthony Bass was is a coward, but Anthony Bass, in my opinion, was threatened with his job. Anthony Bass is, again, another journeyman. Anthony Bass is not a star. I'm going to count up the times as we're sitting here. Anthony Bass is 35 years old. He's a right handed pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays who can't lose enough games, in my opinion. I hate this franchise right now. Uh, Anthony Bass, in his career, 12 year career, 16 and 28. He's got a decent ERA, 389, and uh, how many? uh, um, He's made no money, total of $10 million. Anthony Bass has been released. I lost count after seven, seven or eight times. He is the definition of a journeyman. He is not a star. He has no job security. And I'm going to guess, maybe I'm giving him too much credit, that he would have been cut if he didn't apologize. Now, We'll get to his apology, but let's tell you. Let me tell you what he's apologizing for. Um, I'm going to count the teams he's with. Let's see, <laughs> teams: uh, San Diego, Toronto, Texas, Miami, Chicago, Seattle, Houston. That's how um, He's been seven years in the American League, six years in the National League. Gets 17. released like every year. Gets picked up. The ultimate just journeyman mucker trying to make a living. Um, Anthony Bass reposted a video from a religious guy, uh, uh, Ryan Miller, who works for TP Turning Point USA, Charlie Kirk's group. He's a young guy, he's a Christian, outspoken Christian. He makes a video making the you know the Christian case, the religious case against what the Dodgers are honoring uh, on uh, Instagram. We're looking at Ryan Miller here on the screen. We'll play you some of the video. How long is this? So like a minute? Yeah. Yeah. He's actually talking about target. Oh, he's ta- I'm sorry. So he's talking right. He talks about target and Bud Light. He talks about boycotts, which are, I'm going to say many people who are boycotting target and, and Bud Light are Christians and they're offended by this, but them just shoving transgenderism in the face and, and trying to, uh, sexualize children. So he talks about the Target and Bud Light boycotts. We'll listen, and then we'll tell you what Anthony Bass did, the Toronto Blue Jays pitcher, what he did to piss off his employer, his team, which forced him to go out there and get on his knees and beg the the mob for forgiveness. It's disgusting. But let's first watch this video. Here's the reason
2: biblically why I believe Christians ought to be boycotting Target and Bud Light and any other corporation that's pushing the things they're pushing. I think a lot of people make this into a political issue or they say, "Oh, what's the big deal if, you know, is it really going to make that big of a difference if I'm shopping there or not shopping there?" Here's what the Bible says. It tells us what to do as Christians in Ephesians chapter 5. It says this, "Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness." But instead expose them, for it is shameful to even talk of the things that they do in secret. So what does that mean to take no part? Well, what's Target do? It's a business. They they make money. They sell things. And to take part in that is to take part in that God of mammon that they're serving. And to take part in the darkness that they're purveying and getting out to the world and, and and shoving into children's faces. And to take part in that is to give them your money. And I believe the Bible gives us radical precedent to say no. We are running from that and to an instead, instead expose those things to, to, to shout it to all the people that have ears to hear that this is evil. This is demonic. We won't stand for it. We're not going to go to the stores anymore and we're not going to give them our money. We're going to let our voice be heard so that people can see the light and so that people can be pulled out of the darkness.
1: Okay. That's a Christian explaining why he's boycotting Target. Seems seems reasonable to, reasonable to me. And if you're a Christian, and you see that you say, "Yeah, I'll like it on uh, Instagram or on Twitter. I'll, I support it." I mean, it is demonic what they're doing, pushing transgenderism on children, selling chest binders and tucket bathing suits in little kids' sizes. We've all seen the videos. It's exactly what they're doing, and Coles is doing it too. So get ready for the Coles boycott. And the fact that there is a boycott that's actually working tells you that lots of people agree with Ryan Miller. Whether they make the biblical case or not, they don't want to see this in their Target store when they're with their child. Uh, Anthony Bass had the audacity to repost it on Instagram. Just support it. Just say, yeah, you know, support this boycott like millions and millions and millions of other Americans. That's it. I would say that's within his First Amendment rights to support that guy who explains why Christians should not shop at Target. Seems like something probably millions of people did in the last few days or last couple of weeks. A baseball player doesn't give up his rights to to support something like that. It's legal certainly not offensive, but uh, baseball has lost its way. In case you were wondering, Major League Baseball has lost its way. They are another corporation who has bowed to the woke mob. They're looking for their their uh, points from uh, the human rights campaign, George Soros's crazy left-wing group. They're looking to placate the, the woke mob in the media, the ESPNs and the USA Todays who are foisting this garbage on people, baseball players, let's face it. Most of them are, you know, guys and, you know, lots of them from rural areas and lots of them are Christian. Lots of them are are, are devout, uh, devout Catholics. They don't, they're like anyone else. They don't want to see this garbage. And Anthony Bass had the gall to repost that. Is that what they call it on Instagram, Ironhead? He shared it. He shared it on Instagram. He shared that video, which you just saw. Um, What happened next? The Blue Jays made him go before the media yesterday and uh, apologize. And it really is pathetic. This is from, before we play it, uh, this is from the Daily Wire. They say, Blue Jays pitcher Anthony Bass apologized for sharing a post on social media, encouraging Christians to boycott companies such as Target and Bud Light for how they've embraced the LGBT community, posted a short video addressing reporters with a brief statement, uh, expressing remorse for boosting the visibility of, of the video on Instagram, making the biblical case against spending money to support businesses that are pushing people, particularly children, to darkness. So he posted that, and then he had to go before the media and make this apology, and I, I mean, I, it's sad. It really is sad. I feel bad for him. I'm sorry. He could have stood up, said, I'm not going to do it. They would have cut him. He's a 35-year-old guy trying to hang on in the big leagues. He's human. He went out and did it. I blame the freaking Blue Jays who did this to their own guy, their own player, their employer. They emasculated him, made him go out there and bow down, before this, the, the, the mob and issue this apology. Let's watch.
0: I recognized yesterday,
1: uh, I made a post that was hurtful to the Pride community, which includes friends of mine and close family members of mine. And I am truly sorry for that. Um, I just spoke with my teammates to, and shared with them my actions yesterday. And I apologized with them. And as of right now, I'm using the Blue Jays resources to better educate myself make better decisions moving forward uh, the ballpark is for everybody. Um,
0: we include all fans at the ballpark and we, and we want to welcome everybody. That's all I have to say Thank you I, I, be-
1: I believe him. I believe everything yeah. he said. Uh, I mean it's, it's pathetic they made him do that. I, I saw the video first you know online, and I said he must have you know done something really. Over the line, he must have uh, misgendered Rachel Levine or uh, <laughs> you know, used the wrong pronouns for Dylan Mulvaney or something. Or maybe he said some, you know, reposted some offensive joke or maybe he, maybe he sang a rap song, you know, like uh, what's his name? Mincy maybe he sang a rap song like uh, like Portnoy did or uh, like that pit, that quarterback at Florida did. And he, he had to apologize. I understand. That's how it works. He reposted a video from a devout Christian citing the Bible. That's it. And the Blue Jays make him do that. And I'm going to guess, I have no insight, that he, if he refused, he'd be gone. And, by the way, he would have that scarlet letter B on his forehead for bigot. Good luck finding another job, Anthony Bass. Anthony Bass, I'm sure, you know, lost sleep. I'm sure he feels sick. How about he says he talked to his teammates? Oh, yeah, you think a lot of his teammates were upset that he posted a video supporting the target the, uh, boycott? There's, there's not a player in Major League Baseball, not a player who looks at what, say, the Dodgers are doing and thinks, that's great, that's great, let's honor these freaks. Let's honor these degenerates that mock Catholicism. I don't even care if you're a devout atheist. I don't care. What they're doing is so out of bounds. It's so offensive that any decent person is going to have a problem with it. We got two more weeks. We got, <laughs> we got 16, 17 more days before they do this. We have at least three players, and this was about Target and uh, Bud Light, the, the Anthony uh, Bass, but Trent, Trevor Williams, Clayton Kershaw, Blake Trine, and they were they were about the sisters. The sisters are perpetual indulgence. They're not going to be the last. There's going to be other players, other maybe coaches, maybe managers, maybe media people who are going to be really vocal about this. I hope the Dodgers are ready because what they're doing is disgusting. And what the Blue Jays did to this poor guy. Am I wrong? I, he was taking a killing, a, taking a beating, getting killed on social media for making the statement. I I, I wish he could have stood up and said no, but then he would have been cut. I'm convinced. And he's making, you know, know, like 3 million bucks. He's 35. He's bounced around a lot. I'm sure he just wants to stay in the big leagues. He's only human. Was he supposed to just give up his job rather than give that pathetic statement? I'm not sure how many guys would do that. How many guys would stand on principle? I'm not sure how many people online, on social media, or calling him a coward. I'm not sure how many of them would have given up their career, particularly a career that pays, you know, three million bucks a year to play at the pitch would have given that up on principle. I'm going to, I'm going to guess not many, maybe some, there are some people who have done it. Some people who have uh, stood on principle and lost everything. I'm not sure how many people who are dogging on Anthony Bass. Am I wrong? Ironhead? Am I going soft? No, I don't
0: think so. It's all—it's all just friggin' for the the news. I be, I guarantee you walk through uh, Los Angeles and ask people what's going on. I bet most of them don't even know.
1: That's true, but they will because it's going to get bigger and bigger. But yes. uh, you know, I mean, the, the 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 Blue Jays are the problem here. Yeah, the Blue Jays forcing their own guy to do this for what? How much blowback do you get because a guy reposted?
0: Got to remember, in remember they are in Canada, so probably a lot. That's true. That's
1: true. Free speech is illegal in Canada, so maybe they threaten to have him arrested for reposting a video. But it is, it is chilling when you think about it. He didn't make a statement. He didn't have add any commentary. I saw the post. He didn't add any commentary. He just posted the video because he's a Christian of another Christian making the biblical case for not supporting businesses that are shoving transgenderism on children. I mean, I hope he gets uh, cheered when he takes the field. Maybe, maybe people won't care either way, but I hope he's not, you know, the villain here. The villain is the blue Jays. The villain are these corporations, which includes major league baseball, which are bowing to the mob, which are spit in the face of, of Christian fans and families they're the villain. The Blue Jays, the Dodgers, Major League Baseball. Rob Manfred. They're the scoundrels here. At this point, too, uh,
0: as a professional athlete, you should know what's going to happen when you post stuff like that. So you better well, be prepared to make your stand because it's going to get out there.
1: I'll bet you he just sat there in his hotel room, probably had a couple of beers, said, oh, "I like this." Boom, Re, you know, repost, retweet. Uh, uh, I thought reposting, retweeting was not an endorsement.
0: <laughs> you have to, you have to write that in your
1: bio, like a loser. <laughs> oh, right, right. You have to write it in the bio. It's not official, but yeah. get ready. It is only just begun. We are here for it. I'm looking forward to it. I am I feel like when uh, it happened with Blake Trinan, a Dodgers player, when he came in and made that statement, which is brilliant, even misspellings and punctuations, it's great. That feels like a game changer. That feels like follow me boys. We are going to take on this insanity. He won't be the last. The next 16 days is going to be interesting. And uh, maybe on June 16th, I'll actually watch baseball. I'll, I'll tune into a baseball game. I'll probably stay <laughs> up for that one, yeah. Yeah, that, that might be good. But uh, maybe that's my prediction. If Sandy Koufax is indeed still lucid, if he's still with us, he's 87 He's a very dignified, classy man. Everybody respects him. If he speaks out against this, that will be big. I'm not even sure he can, but we'll find out. Um, right, unfortunately, I
0: heard that Sandy Koufax is playing Jesus in their dance at that game. Oh man, <laughs>
1: guy who wouldn't play on Jewish holidays. Yeah, a superstar, the, the great, you know, one of the greatest pitcher ever for a short period of time and uh, would, was so devout he wouldn't play on Yom Kippur. We'll see if he chimes in on this. We'll be watching. I, We got to move. Let's get to uh, Trump again, demanding loyalty and attacking his most loyal people. But uh, just, I mean, just shameful. It really is. And we'll introduce you to Nick, the Disney princess. But first... In a startling description, the U.N. food chief warned the world with the words, quote, knocking on famine's door. He called what we're facing a perfect storm of a perfect storm. And he's not alone. Barron's published that a food shortage could be coming even in the U.S. Farmers see it, too. John Boyd Jr., a fourth-generation farmer, told Fox News that we're, quote, going to see empty food shelves in coming months. That's why getting survival food is more important than ever now. Create your own stockpile of the best-selling four Patriot Survival Food Kits. It's not ordinary food. We're talking good for 25 years, super survival food. Hand-packed in a family-owned facility in the U.S., giving jobs to more than 200 Americans. They have different delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners. You can make these meals in less than 20 minutes. Just add boiling water, simmer, and serve. And right now, for the next few days, listeners of Newsmax will get 10% off their first order at 4patriots.com by using promo code NEWSMAX. Go to 4patriots.com, that's the number 4, patriotscom and use promo code NEWSMAX to start your stockpile today. I've heard this for the last couple months a thousand times. Ron DeSantis, uh, screw him, he's not loyal. Trump endorsed him once. Trump endorsed him for, for Congress, or he wouldn't have won. He should be loyal. He should defer to Trump forever, even though he's the best candidate, even though he's 32 years younger and smarter and more disciplined, he should step aside because it's all about Trump. Uh, Got to be loyal. Got to be loyal. Well, if you were to ask me uh, uh, who who comes to mind when you're thinking of Trump loyalists, you know what I'd say? I'd say Kaylee McEnany. Kaylee McEnany, Is uh, number one star for the Trump administration. She got up there every day for how long was she? The um, press secretary, April to 22 for only eight, nine months, but she was a star every day, taking a beating, facing down the hostile press, defending Trump. Uh, She became a star. She got a job on Fox News, obviously. She's on there daily supporting Trump. Not attacking DeSantis though, see if you want to be Trump if you want to be in trump's uh good graces, you have to hate DeSantis for having the gall to run for president but this I don't know why this just pissed me off. Trump tweets let me get the uh, Trump posts on social media. is this the poll she cited this is the first the poll yes so she cites a poll yesterday, and I watched this live she was on with uh who was it Jesse or somebody she was on Fox News, and she mentioned a poll where Trump is up thirty. Let's see. She, she said he closed the poll. Uh, tight. The polls tightened since DeSantis announced, which is obviously going to happen. In on April twenty seventh to thirtieth, it was Trump fifty four, DeSantis twenty. Uh, a month later, after DeSantis announced, it's Trump forty nine, DeSantis twenty four. Tw- the difference is twenty five. So he tightened the race nine points. She didn't even comment, really. She just read it and said, it's obvious the guy just declared he's going too tight. The polls are going to tighten. That's all it takes for Trump to turn on one of his most loyal supporters, one of his most important supporters. That's it. He tweets out. Let's see. He truthed. God. He truthed out. Truth out. God, I, he truthed out, quote, this is so stupid. I know they say this every day, but he's so bad at this. He writes Kaylee Milktoast Toast McEnany. <laughs> now we have to pause. It's a if anybody <laughs> knows how Milk Toast is spelled, it's not like this. Quote, M-I-L-K-T-O-A-S-T. That's one word, Milk Toast. <laughs> God, he needs an editor. Kaylee Milktoast McInerney just gave out the wrong poll numbers on Fox News. I am 34 points up on DeSanctimonious, not 25. While 25 is great, it's not 34. She knew the number was corrected upwards by a rhino, by, upwards by the group that did the poll. The rhinos and globalists can have her. Fox News should only use real stars. So he throws her overboard, essentially calling for them to dump her on Fox News. Because she read a poll correctly. She's right. He's wrong. But even if it was, who cares? She's reading a poll, just citing numbers, analyzing the situation, and that's too much for Trump. He can't handle it. Just disgusting. A monster god. Uh, he also attacked Rob the sanctimonious again. What, what does that even mean? Rob? I don't even know. You know,
0: he's, he's making it seem like, uh, he's not even big enough for me to even bother with
1: his real name. Rob. So So. he turns Ron into Rob and he puts it in quotations. What the hell is that? (laughs) It's just so dumb, but you better be loyal. We're not going to accept any disloyalty. All right, let's get to, uh, Nick, the princess, let me do Shay. And then we'll, uh, We'll take out a quick tour of uh, Disney World with, you know, just if you're thinking of taking, how old your daughter, had Three. <laughs> Three. So almost ready to go to meet Princess Nick.
0: She, she said that at breakfast this morning. She's like, I can't wait to see Princess Nick.
1: <laughs> I can't wait. You go there, you want to dress as a princess, yeah. you, pay, you want your parents to buy you a princess gown, and you got a personal princess giving you the tour, and his name is Nick, and he's got a mustache. <laughs> As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey insulation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at Shayconcrete.com and... While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they're between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. All right, this, this is uh, another winning issue for uh, Ron DeSantis. Obviously, he's a very high-profile fight with Disney. The, the liberals attacked him. Trump attacked him, even though DeSantis is in the right Disney has gone woke. Disney is just, I mean, it is, it's toxic, this environment. It's what they're trying to do. They're trying to sexualize children. They fought DeSantis when he told, when he made, uh, passed a law saying you couldn't talk about sexuality with kindergartners. They went all in defending that law. They want kindergarten teachers to be able to talk about sex with five-year-olds. its It's perverse, but... This is a quick tour that made the rounds of what's the section called? B- the enchanted chamber. It looks like. Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Boutique. <laughs> this is the enchanted chamber. At, this is the Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Boutique at the, oh, this is Disneyland or this is Disney World? Disneyland. I think they have they have the same thing at Disney World. Anyway. This guy's, anyone-
0: this guy's name is Bro White.
1: <laughs> uh, this guy's name is Russ. Um <laughs> This is a little kid. You go in. Apparently, when you go into the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique, you get uh, (laughs) your personal escort, a princess, right? Yeah. (laughs) So this poor girl is going in. She's, what, five, maybe? And she gets a tour from Nick. And, uh, I mean, how does this not mess with the poor girl's head? She's looking, going, I thought it was going to be like one of the princesses in the movies. What is this? I was really
0: looking (laughs) forward to seeing Elsa. (laughs)
1: As, where's Elsa? I don't want Nick. Please, mommy. The scary man with the mustache. His, his leg
0: hair's poking through his tights.
1: He, he go, oh, let's let's try on a little dress. Little, little Ashley, try on a little dress. And, you know, let me see how it fits. That's just friggin' wrong. Go ahead, play it. He smells like Old Spice.
2: Apprentices, I'm here to shop you around and make all your selections for the day. <laughs> show her. But so my name's Nick. I'm fairy a fairy godmother's apprentice. apprentices. I'm here to
1: shop you around and make all your selections
0: for the day. The blush really brings just, the whole outfit together.
1: Fairy godmother named Nick who's going to show her around and, and, and I guess help her pick out a dress. Those dresses cost 250 bucks. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad my I'm um, kids don't uh, – Disney age anymore. I couldn't handle that. I just couldn't handle it. I would lose it. This is life at Disney now. This is uh, – who – these are the people Ron DeSantis is fighting. Do we have time for this video from the actress, uh, uh, Rachel Lefebvre? Uh Quickly. Quickly. All right, quickly. You wondered who – for whom the target display with all the – Transgender stuff for kids. You wonder who that's for. Most people were offended. Most people were disgusted. Most decent people are all in on the boycott, judging by the uh, results so far, with the stock tanking uh, uh, for Target and Cole Soon. This is an actress named Rachel Lefebvre. Do you know her? She was in the Twilight movies. Uh, I don't know my Twilight movies. Rochelle, I believe. Rochelle, is it? Rochelle, okay, Rochelle Lefebvre. I think that's how you say it. I, I've seen the um, Twilight movies. I don't remember her. Anyway, she's a, she's a whatever, an actress, little-known actress, and she took her a uh, seven-year-old, non-binary, they, child. A seven-year-old. God, these, i mean, I'm telling you, these people, it's the parents. It's the parents. It's this woman. This poor, poor child has no chance in life. When you have a whack job like this, Treating her own child like it's an accessory, honestly, God, it's like a it's like a bracelet or a nice nice hat. Look at my non-binary child. Make sure you call him they them, and and pretending her seven-year-old is offended that they moved the Pride display in Target. This is a real person making a real case for uh, Pride. I uh, mean, for Target going all in on the transgender nonsense. Go ahead. Let's listen to her.
3: So I just walked into Target and the um, right behind me here, where you see all these lovely swimsuits. That's where the pride display used to be. And I came in here two days ago and my seven year old, who's non-binary, saw it and said, look, mom, it's pride. Look, they're going to celebrate me. And because some people complained and um, threw some stuff to the ground or I don't know what happened, they have moved to the pride section to the back of the store. So the next time my seven-year-old comes to Target, or rather, I can't bring them here anymore, at least for the entire month of June, because if they walk in and all the other people who walk in and go, where'd it go? are going to realize that they are being successful in trying to erase them we could do so much better than this we're not supposed to negotiate with terrorists, <laughs>
1: terrorists. if you want to move the, the non uh, move the chest binders and the tucket bathing suits you're a terrorist yeah. boy we have Yes. downgraded the definition of terrorists in the last 20-something years, haven't we?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure Muhammad Atta is the one that moved the display.
1: Right. <laughs> We're comparing the guy who moved the display of little onesies with trans messages on them to the back of the store. He's now Muhammad Atta in this, this lunatic. <laughs> Think of this woman. She's a beautiful woman, an actress. I mean, she's, she's a woman. So she has a kid, and we don't even know if it's a boy or a girl. And she is messing with that kid for life. She's concerned about the effect of moving a display. And yet she tells her seven-year-old, he doesn't have a gender. He's not a boy or a girl. And the poor kid has to go by them. It's confusing enough being a seven-year-old kid or just being a kid. Watch how confusing it is when your parents tell you, you're not a boy or a girl. You're a they. And you have to go through life like that? God, this woman is evil. She is evil. I'm serious. They, they she, You shouldn't there should be uh, child services knocking on her door and saying you are abusing this child you can't do this to a 7 year old just let the kid be a kid let the kid grow up and you know maybe you can mess with her when she's 16 or 17 but she's 7 or he's 7 i don't even know he's 7 and you're telling me he's not a boy or a girl let's go look at the rainbows and the trans and let's go see they're celebrating you they Oh, it's sick! These people are sick, and uh, they're being exposed here. And keep it up! I'm never ever going to Target again, or I'm never going to the North. I'm never wearing the North Face. I'm never going to wear Lululemon. I'm never drinking Bud Light. I'm all in on all of this you stuff. You don't. You, you do
0: strike me as a Lululemon leggings kind of guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been in there before. They they have some nice uh, stuff, but it's way too expensive and. I don't think it's for me. I don't think it's for me. This person is the problem. She is abusing her child. I don't know if he's a boy or a girl. He's one of those two things. Doesn't sound like he knows either. Uh, He knows. He knows. And hopefully he'll be saved. Maybe his father will... You know, take over and, you know, help the kid. The kid needs to be saved, rescued from this insanity. Well, if Uh,
0: she's got a husband and that that stuff's going on, you know he's like a granola-chewing dork from Vermont. Or he's
1: just totally, totally submissive and whipped and just pathetic. That's usually the case. When you see the parents, the mothers abusing the kids like this, dressing them up the boys dressing the boys up like girls, the girls up like boys. Usually the fathers, The father's just this pathetic little wimp sitting in the corner going, "Oh, sure, whatever you say, honey, that guy, you're right. That kid's father, he's just going along. He knows it's insane. He knows she's destroying this child. and she thinks it's traumatic because they move the display. Oh, God, what a repulsive person she is, anyway, we got to leave it there. That is it for today. Good good show, Ironhead. Good good baseball show. Good to talk some baseball. Love sports. And <laughs> talk sports. <heck> the sports. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Here
0: tonight, Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Or am I standing on this? Like the show? Leave a
2: five-star review on Apple and Spotify.
0: Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.